Hello, I'm Paul Mathias, National Director at Hayes Education. As the UK's leading education recruiter, we're absolutely committed to sharing meaningful insight and information with the education community. We hope you enjoy this NQT podcast, which is full of tips and advice from school leadership and education experts. And it's aimed at newly qualified teachers going into their first year of teaching. First, we're going to hear from Jill Edge and Nikki White. They're both school leaders from Bradford, and they've got many years of experience working and supporting newly qualified teachers. And they're going to discuss what they expect from NQTs in interview and also their first year in teaching. When students come out of college and they're looking for a new job, my advice would be to choose very carefully the school that they want to start their career off. Make sure that they visit the school and make sure that it's the right school for them. And think that they might be wanting to commit themselves for at least two to three years. They need to get their letter checked really carefully and they need to plan for the interviews. So to think really carefully about the sort of questions that they might be asked and if they have any evidence at all from their uh, classroom practice, present a portfolio with some photographs. Uh, because when you're interviewing lots of NQTs, the NQT that you appoint needs to stand out from the crowd. So something like a portfolio could really swing it for them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And even examples of work they might have marked, it just gives you a bit of a flavour of the sort of standard that they work to, um, any sort of practical things that they've done or led um, in their teaching practice also goes down very well, doesn't it, in an interview situation or through their application. And definitely make sure you do visit the school. I know it's hard when you're applying for loads and you might be working in a different area of the country, but at least, you know, the bare minimum, go on the website and try and find a little bit more about the school so that you can make the application personal to the school do do check that you haven't put in another school's name because straight away you wouldn't be shortlisted if you did that read the Ofsted report try and find out as much about the school as you possibly can really so that you know it is the right fit for you don't think because it's the first job that's come up you have to accept it so even if you come for interview and you decide during that process it's not the right school for you then be brave and don't accept that job because you don't want to be in a situation where you're not as happy um, and you're not going to sort of really thrive in your first year or two of teaching find out too what the support is for NQTs and whether they're going to get additional um, support for you or additional um, professional development because you want obviously your training to continue don't you throughout your first early years of your teaching and, and beyond. Absolutely we'd be looking for people um, who, who through interview show that they've got a real dedication to the children that they're going to teach and that they have some sort of personality that comes through that interview and I'm always looking for somebody with energy and commitment and real passion for the job. Uh, not somebody who thinks it's um, going to be an easy ride. I'm sure they don't. Um, but sometimes they are um, a little bit shell-shocked when they arrive at school and they're the faced with the, the constant challenge of the pace of the work. Um, and quite often lots and lots of in-house training at the beginning of the year. So some, some of our students um, come and start here as students, but then go on to be NQTs, and even they find it quite difficult to think that they have to learn from others that are more knowledgeable. Uh, 
being asked or told what to do, sometimes people struggle with because they've been in um, a university or a college situation where that hasn't been the, the relationship that they've had with other students. Um, trying to remember everything in that first term, all the, the policies that schools have, all the routines and also the long hours that teachers work. But having said that, you know, they, they seem to get out of it what they put into it in that first year. If they work hard and become quickly part of the team, they thrive as part of that team and get that real sense of achievement by the end of the year. Yeah, and it's sort of everything you've worked for, isn't it? So I remember my first term of teaching, I absolutely loved it. I was doing what I really wanted to do. So it is an exciting time and it's really rewarding because you've got these children for an extended period of time. You really get to know them well. You feel you're making a massive difference to them. Um, I mean, we both work in bigger schools, so two and three form entry, so you do have other people in different year groups who provide you with that extra support. If you're in a one form entry, that is a little bit more difficult, so do be aware of that, that you might need to, you know, find somebody else who's teaching in your group, year group, maybe in a different school to give you that support. But I know at our school we try and get them planning together so that they're sharing their ideas with an experienced uh, other teacher from a different year group. And that makes such a difference to them as well, um, to, to sort of have those. You can do, when you're looking around schools, look at what resources they have, how they plan, where, whether they you know, do have things that the children can access and you can access as a staff member too. And don't be put off by an inner city school either, because I think there you know that you're going to have really good opportunities. The children might be a little bit more challenging, there might be more to do, but you know that you are making a massive difference when you're working in a school like that. Mm. What I would say to NQTs is don't come into school um, thinking that you are going to be a deputy in six months. <laughs> Work very hard but don't try to run before you can walk. Get tips to work smartly. Uh, try to keep on top of things and if you've got problems, flag those issues up early. Don't allow things to get on top of you. Um, ask for help all the time. Um, those NQTs that ask hundreds of questions are the ones that usually learn quickly. Uh, don't see that as a weakness. Um, Ask for help, but always take responsibility for yourself and for if things aren't going well, take responsibility for those as well. Yeah, and, and just, you know, spend time really honing your own practice. This is the time of your career where you can really focus on teaching, isn't it, and being the best teacher you can. So don't be in too much of a rush to, to get, on a, get a promotion or to take on extra responsibility. I think that first year... Spend time focusing on your teaching and the pedagogy, um, making sure that you sort of read around as much as you can of your subject, that you are looking, you know, reflect on each lesson, how could I have improved that? Good teachers, even 30 years into their career, are still reflecting back on their lesson, aren't they, and thinking that wasn't the best lesson and I should have done that. And that's the key part of your NQT year. Do keep on top of everything, keep on top of the marking, keep on top of the planning. If you let things build up, then you will find that you can't cope and that you're feeling overwhelmed with it. But again, if you're feeling overwhelmed, do go and get help and ask for a bit of extra time and a bit of help with, with things like marking and how you can become more efficient at it and how you can sort of cut down on maybe some of the planning time. It's not a competition, is it, how many hours you're going to have to work? And I think we sort of as teachers get into that a little bit, but it is hard work. And we do expect you to put a lot of time in and it, you know obviously your first year you will be working very long hours but 
the rewards are just so good and you will enjoy it and you will love doing everything that you do. If you're well planned, you will enjoy it more than if you're not well planned. And mm. I think that's the key thing. But do ask, you know, as Jill says, do ask for help. You know, nobody expects you to be able to manage it in your first year on your own. And actually, sometimes if you don't tell people that you're struggling, then people can't help you and provide the support you need. I think most head teachers don't expect you to be the finished article. We remember our first year in teaching. I certainly remember mine and making lots of mistakes. And that's what we expect you to do. But it's the learning that you get from those mistakes and the growth that you make in the first two years of your teaching career that make you the teacher that you're going to be for the future. Make sure you spend some of your time going and watching other teachers because you still learn from watching other people teach. Do take time to do that because in your first year, you'll have about 20% of your time non-contact so you've got time to do that in your second third year that starts to reduce to about 10% so you won't have that time to go and watch other teachers teach but you learn so much from doing that absolutely and one of the things we haven't talked about is behaviour, have we? A lot of NQTs struggle initially with behaviour management and that's not an indication that you're not a good teacher. So don't ever feel that you can't, you know, ask for help with behaviour. It is the strategies you need to adopt that you can learn from other people. And again, don't let that get to you. Um, there's a saying, isn't it, don't smile till Easter. And the idea is that you're very strict in the first sort of term. I mean, I don't think you need to go quite that far, do you? But I do think it is about keeping a professional relationship with the children and with the parents don't become over familiar with them you know make sure that it is sort of formal all the time what you're doing um, because I think we've had NQTs that have got into a little bit of trouble just by trying to be too friendly with the children the children still want you to be the adult in the classroom don't they um, but again do ask for help if you're struggling with that and make sure that you know that children aren't being taking advantage of the fact that you're new and that you're probably a lot younger than the other teachers in the school. We'll now hear from Hayes Education's Paula Reid, who offers advice on structuring answers to questions that are asked during the interview. Most formal interviews will be competency-based interviews. These are designed to make the interview process as objective as possible and to ensure that each candidate is given exactly the same questions. So the questions are driven by a competency required which would often be found in a person's specification and interview questions tend to start with um, tell me a time when or give me an example of. So this sounds quite easy to do but it's very very easy to give a, an unstructured answer and to miss out details or to waffle. So to avoid this we recommend that you use the STAR technique. This is a structure which is designed to assist you when you're structuring your answer. So STAR stands for situation, task, activity and result. So the situation is where you're setting the scene um, and you're giving some context of the story. Um, the task is what was required of you and the activity is what you actually did. And the result is how the situation actually played out. So what was the outcome? What was the result? So I like to think that it's like telling a story. So it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's very important to speak um, in spe uh, specific terms rather than general terms and to quantify your success. So it means that the story is more interesting and it's easier for an interviewer to gauge your success. So you need to keep it concise, but finish on a positive so that the overall impression you're leaving is a strong impression. 
Next up, we've got Hayes Education's Jonathan Hipkin, who's going to speak about mock interviews, gaining interview experience, and the benefits of attending NQT assessment centres. Hayes Education regularly hosts NQT assessment centres across the country. For more information, contact your local office or visit our website, hayes.co.uk forward slash education. Certainly the benefits to an NQT assessment centre would be that first and foremost that all the NQTs or trainee teachers get an opportunity to come in, meet a head teacher and have what we class as a mock interview in as real a situation as we can make it for them. So what I mean by that is they will meet the head teacher, have a 30 minute interview with real interview questions that they may be asked in their uh, proper interviews when they apply for jobs. Um, and at the end of it, they get some really constructive feedback from the head teacher about how they've answered those questions and potentially what they maybe need to do to uh, perform a little bit better on the day. How important is it for NQTs and trainee teachers to get the interview experience before actually going into a school for a real-time interview? Okay, uh, the competition and the, the, I mean, it's really tough out there at the moment. There's a lot of trainees coming out uh, and looking for jobs in September. You've got to have the edge. You've got to be able to go into that school and really impress that panel and certainly the head teacher. So by coming in and having that mock interview, um, if you are going to make some mistakes, it's better to make those mistakes now at the mock interview so you can get some feedback and actually work on the areas that you maybe need to work on before you actually apply for that real job that you want. Um, and to be honest, you might be up against four, five, six, seven people on the day of interview so there's got to be something unique about yourself you've got to stand out from the crowd and you've got to perform um, at the best you can on that day thank you for downloading this Hayes Education NQT podcast to find out more about the services we offer and for more detailed advice specifically for NQTs visit hayes.co.uk forward slash education you can also find us on Twitter Facebook and LinkedIn just search for Hayes Education UK and good luck with your job search.